when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. Welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. And we have a special guest with us tonight. Who is it? Her name is Shelby. This is Shelby. Shelby, Shelby. say hi. Hi. You could have said more. You didn't have to just say just hi. Our first ever lady guest. Yes. So um, the deal is, there's usually four of us. It's Darren, Ian, Ian, and Trent. Well, Trent was being a little bitch this week, so we've got him shoved in the broom closet right now. Shut up in there. Biatch. So um, Speak when you're spoken to. That's right. Trent's doing his uh, to-do list, his honey-do list from his wife, I'm sure. Like, cook. Cook. <laughs> like, basic things you or do. Or just right. simply stay your ass at home tonight. Yeah. Uh, the honey-do list. <laughs> honey, do not walk out that motherfucking door. That's yeah. right. Oh, we all know that Trent's not like that. It's it's like Jensen's is pimp. But every week. But instead of being a prostitute, he's just a cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> she pays. Like, he gets no benefits like, whatsoever. She pays. Bitch, you better get in that bathroom. <laughs> she pays him in Cheerios though. Cheerios. Family, honey, honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, yeah, family size boxes too. Do you think he's got like the long yellow gloves he wears when he's doing dishes? I guarantee he's got a French made outfit. Something. Oh, I'm kind of jealous now. Yeah. You got. You got, you got to be a pimp to afford all that toothpaste she keeps over there all the time. <laughs> So listen, they sent me home that's with like a real three boxes thing. of Two Face one night. Crest too. Crest. Crest people. the good stuff. Yeah. So we went out. <laughs> Not the stuff you get at the Dollar Tree. So no, in Trent and Jensen, yeah. so in, shall we in Trent and Jensen's garage? Apparently she's an avid couponer and she uh buys in bulk. And I shit you not, there's at least four hundred fucking Colgate crest toothbrushes up on this little Yeah. You know how like people hang tools in their garage? They hang toothbrushes. You think I'm joking? I'm no. not, am I not? For I'm serious. For well, there's more than that. And then there's like a tool. There's like a toolbox. Yeah, it's like a dresser. Yeah, and then all the drawers pull out, and it's just full of like deodorant and toothpaste and mouthwash. And then and then you open up cabinet doors, and it has like his French made outfit and like a a light hitting <laughs> the, the duster. The, tickler, the duster's yeah. the duster's made of like gold. And yeah, it's like sparkles. Anywho. We are here to talk about something really special tonight. I shouldn't word it like that. Somebody special. was murdered. Um, somebody was somebody was definitely brutally murdered. Maybe not brutally. I digress. I'll explain. So what we're about to do now is our our usual. We're gonna take our shots of our sponsor who hasn't sponsored us yet, but they should. They will. You know. Old Smokey. Shelby, have you ever <sighs> taken an old smoky shot? I'm glad you said Shelby. Yeah, I thought he said Chubby. Shelby. Chubby. What? Chubby? I would never call her that. I have a special you call request. Me Chubby. Shelby. I would never call you that either, it's a boo. strange pet Guys, name. I have a special I request. Can we do that again? And can you join us? Because we've never had a woman on here doing it with us. So. You got to do, do the do high it? end. Trent usually we're, does we're, the high end. We're basically, we're all baritone. <laughs> and then Trent's the high end. <laughs> oh, Trent's like, like, oh, smoky. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do it one more time. I'll lead us in. Don't be nervous. <laughs> You got this. <clears throat> so this week we're here to talk about more murder, more mayhem. But first, a shot from the people who just absolutely fucking refuse to sponsor us. 
Y'all know them. They are Old Smokey. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It had more harmony than Trent's. It did. I know. Yeah. You're in, Shelby. He's yeah. out. Didn't take I think, much. I think Back he, in the broom closet. I think he just impersonates like Michael Jackson slash... I don't know, Tito. <laughs> Jesus, I don't, I don't know who in person. I can't help but notice that I said we're taking these shots. We did the old Smokey. Nobody oh, but me picked up the shot. I've got it. Sign of a true. Is this a watermelon shot? What is this? This is sour apple. It's green sour apple. Green sour apple. Didn't we have this? Not to be confused with red sour apple. We did. Yeah. Episode which is in the archives. Yeah, it was so magically delicious. We had to have it again. All right. Well, Actually, plus we just up. we just had a lot left over, and we're trying to get rid of it. So yeah. yeah. All right. Bottoms up. <laughs> really? I literally about missed my mouth. <laughs> I was like palsying out over there on the accident. It went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> you okay? I'm good. You sure that wasn't caramel? Sour apple? What was that? <laughs> I feel like Carrie Underwood's gonna sing a song about you one day that you can't shoot your whiskey or your sour apple. You can't shoot your sour apple. Hey man, if I shot your uh, what was that stuff you had, Devil Spit or something like that? The Devil's Cut. Yeah, Devil's Cut. The Devil's Cut. If I can drink that shit, I can drink Devil's Spit. The Devil Spit's that barbecue sauce. It is. You're right. Famous Dave's. Please don't fall. But that shit, I took a shot of, and my face immediately started tingling. I knew it was over. Good God, were you drinking fucking paint thinner or barbecue sauce? No, the uh, devil's cut. Oh. Yeah. They were talking about the barbecue. I was like, first of all, why is he drinking it? <laughs> but I wasn't going to judge. Who knows what Shelby drinks A1 sauce. It's not A1. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sauce with the messed up name that nobody can pronounce correctly. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. 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 Yes. Would you drink it like a shot? Uh. I yeah, have some. Probably. You would? No, don't do that to me. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you tonight. I'm just asking if you would. Probably whiskey and yeah, like an Irish would. whiskey and drink it like a shot. Ooh. I would do that. Okay. I don't have any Irish whiskey. Can we? Can I use water? Do you mix it with something or do you just take it out and you just... I liked drinking it as a kid, so it's just something that I've oh, carried okay. with me. That's fine. This is a <laughs> Literally, she zone. carries a bottle of Worcestershire sauce in her back pocket at all times. Yeah, I respect You that. never know when you're going to need it. Literally, you never know when she's going to get sauced. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> so you have this delicious steak, but nothing to marinate it with. Yeah. And she's like, I got you. That's right. It's like Airplane 3. I've got a drinking problem. She pulls out one. Yes. <laughs> no, it'll be name brand, too. Just so you know. Oh, oh that's great. Oh, you gotta be <laughs> that's right. Practice feeding and always yes. use condoms. It's going to be Leon Perrins. <laughs> so we're actually here to talk about, talk about a sad, sad murder tonight. Also, with a hint of a ghost story. Ooh. That's right. Don't look at me when you do that. <laughs> I wanted you to feel it. I felt it. I don't I don't I don't like it. I feel violated. Nice. Don't like how proud you are about it either. So this story is about Teresita Bossa. Teresita Bossa. Alright. This was an episode this was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. The old school, the old school one. All right. Where where Robert is that stacks your couch. <laughs> you know, at this point, I'm not actually sure. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, it's tragic. Back and back. So did you, did you guys watch that show when you were little? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert so Stack would fuck anybody up in an alley. Oh, God. And he always came out of that alley. Yeah. He was like, hello, and welcome to... And then it was like... Walking through the fog. In the fucking trench coat. Fucking scary. Who does that? That music was creepy. Like, I was just scared of the intro. On November 17th. like, God. But I couldn't stop watching it either. Oh, it was glorious. I was like, these mysteries will forever remain unsolved. I'm still looking for D.B. Cooper. Still looking for him. He's, he's out there somewhere. Yeah, he's somewhere. He's, all that money. he's like 100 years old yeah. by now. <clears throat> yeah. It's going to be a forever unsolved mystery. Did you guys watch Rescue 911? <laughs> I love his awkward yeah, pauses. His awkward pauses. I actually mm. did used to watch that show. Yeah. Those two shows started my That show was traumatizing, true crime, too. I think. That wasn't exactly true crime. But you love true crime? Yeah. True crime stories, or you like the act of true crimes? Both. They go hand in hand. All right. Yeah. Well, you can't have one without the other. Teresita Bassa. I just watch them. I, mean, I don't kill anybody. <laughs> the story is about Teresita Bassa, an immigrant from the Philippines. She was born in 1929. Let me see if I can get a little bit of immigrant to America. Yes. Okay. Teresita came to the United States. It, oh, I buried a lead. <laughs> buried a fucking lead. Kill me now. Just buried his lead of her. Teresita came to the United States in the 1960s in hope of creating a better life. Aww. Initially coming to the States to study music, where she earned a master's degree from Indiana University Ooh. and became a respiratory, respiratory therapist, where she worked at the Edgewater Hospital. The facility was located just outside of Chicago, Illinois, once boasted Frank Sinatra as a patient and was the birthplace of serial killer John Wayne Gacy and Hillary Clinton. No relation. Did they boast those? They didn't boast. Hey, John Wayne Gacy's from here. It was actually it was actually <laughs> on the a, banner in the put hallway. A sign up. Yeah. <laughs> the Gacy wing over here. He donated <laughs> the some Gacy bodies. Wing. That's what oh man. I was gonna say that's where you if you go there, you know you're going there to die. Yeah. This took a turn quickly. Mm. Wow. Probably probably has a crawl space mm. or a basement. She was pursuing a master's degree in music. Sorry, Our jokes you know. suck. I'm sorry. Yeah, we you've listened to the show. We're not drunk enough yet to be entertaining. Chubby tells bad jokes. I'm just saying. Shelby <laughs> tells bad jokes? Chubby. 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 Oh, you're chubby. Oh. Chubby. See, I'm hearing Chubby. You're probably the least chubby of us all. That was a weird compliment. I know. <laughs> that was such I'm, a strong sure, flex by I'm you. Sure I don't was, I'm sure it was much appreciated, but goddamn. Is it really a flex if it's true, though? Felt like Ric Flair there. Woo! Woo! I'm the least fat. <laughs> she, would, <laughs> she would frequently give out complimentary piano lessons to the neighborhood children. She was a pianist. She was a very skilled, very, very good pianist. Trina is, too. Different kind of penis. Oh, okay. That wind is really whipping outside. Mm -hmm. I can hear it. No, that's uh, Jensen's cracking the whip all the way (laughs) across town. Sweep that living room. You guys leave Trent alone. You guys, it's it's mainly me. His wife listens to this now, so I'm all No, she doesn't. She has listened to the last three episodes. Why the fuck would you go ahead and start doing that now, Jensen? (laughs) Why now? Jensen, just remember, Uh, it wasn't me. Caught it you wasn't me. Yeah. Caught you on the sofa. Actually, wasn't me. The sofa. All right. <laughs> on the you. same. That's not. That's not it. On February first, <laughs> February twenty first. I'm not drunk. Nineteen seventy seven. 
Ruth Loeb from Teresita. They chatted for roughly 30 minutes. Loeb would later testify that Teresita was expecting a friend to come over, but she didn't give any further details about who he was or the purpose of his visit. On the same night, February 21st, 1977, an hour after speaking to Loeb, the fire department was called. Ah. Now, Ian, the fire department is who you call when there's a fire. Hmm. Makes sense. They come put it out, typically. Checks out. In the blaze, they found her nude body under a burning mattress with a butcher knife buried in her chest in her 15th floor apartment. Let's stop there for a second. (laughs) She's... She's nude. nude. There's a mattress thrown over her, okay. right? It's lit on chest. fire. They take, I don't mean to laugh, but I'm just they take the mattress off and there's just a knife hanging out of her chest. Wonder why it killed her. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I wonder like why? Oh, it's got to be natural causes. She's stabbed in the chest, you know what we should do now? Just throw this mattress on. I guess maybe that's how they wanted to burn her. But there's easier ways to go. What it's like, but it's like, but if you're, but if you're gonna throw a mattress on somebody and light it ablaze and make it look like it was just a fire, take the knife. Why don't you leave the knife in her chest? Well, plus two, if the mattress is on top of her, it's gonna preserve everything on her. Yeah, I don't know why he thought they should have left her on top. So, I do know why. You'll see here in a second. That it's gonna make sense, but at the same time, it's really fucking stupid. (laughs) Did they check her pulse? She was dead. Uh. So police interviewed family and friends, but came with no leads as to who might have wanted to kill Teresita, a quiet, well-educated, music-loving woman who loved... Becomes Filipino (laughs) every time he says that. I am channeling her, and you'll know why here in a second. Okay. Who'd moved to the U.S. from the Philippines more than a decade earlier. Who would want to? Investigators ultimately determined that despite initial appearances, Teresita was not, was not wasn't the victim of a sexual assault and there was no physical evidence to lead police to her potential murderer. So she was, she was stripped naked with a butcher knife, a chef's knife, a kitchen knife. She was stripped with the butcher knife. She she might've been (laughs) stripped with the butcher knife. Good call. (laughs) See you're fitting in just fine. So they removed her clothes with a chef's knife. knife. And she was laying there naked. Um, apparently, they forgot to... Uh, they hid everything but forgot to hide the knife. Where do I put this? So... They forgot the knife was sticking out of her chest? I guess. So, one of the few clues was a note in her diary that read, Get tickets for AS. These are in quotations. Get tickets for AS. Okay? Why is that funny? Because there was an S missing, probably. Get tickets for S. <laughs> It's like the brass ass. You're fucking The brass ass in Cincinnati. You're fucking done over there. I'm just getting started, buddy. <laughs> turn his mic off. Yeah, you already turned my headphones off. <laughs> Six months later, uh, pl- <clears throat> excuse me, police investigators had yet to solve the murder until a lead came in from an unlikely and unusual source. This is where shit's about to get weird. Oh, no. Surgeon- about to get weird? Oh, yeah, it's about to get weird. A mattress, it ain't weird yet. A mattress on a naked Filipino American mm-hmm. with a knife in her chest. It, that ain't the weird part. Named Esposito. We shall see. Telecita. Telecita. Desposito. Telecita. A surgeon, Dr. Jose Shua, claimed that his wife, Remy, who also worked as a respiratory therapist at Edgewater Hospital, 
had been possessed on three different occasions by Tanisita. He said that while his wife was possessed... Shit, she was just role-playing in bed. <laughs> no, hold on. He took her wrong. He's like, <laughs> she, she's like, hey, baby. She playing piano. She said, nice to meet you. And he's like, Teresita! <laughs> so he said that while his wife was possessed, she appeared to be in a trance. That's right. Oh, come uh, on. Okay. Oh, they always do. And that's, was, that's the new headache for the Filipinos. <laughs> I got a headache tongues. tonight. It's like, oh, oh no, no, demons. No, no, no. Trance. <laughs> I don't oh, have time sorry, to have tonight. Oh, I mean, sorry. I didn't know you were possessed tonight, babe. Oh, maybe tomorrow night. <laughs> Talking to the therapist and they say, she's always possessed. I never get any. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to do. Girl's always possessed. She's always possessed. They said He said that Remy was speaking in Boss's native tongue. Tagalog. I almost said Tagalog. Like a fucking Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> a language she was familiar with, but rarely spoke. So she did know it, but never spoke it. So she kept telling Jose to contact the police about her murder, but Jose was still skeptical. Now, Jose is skeptical because he's a doctor. This is a man of science. Um, he says, I don't believe in all this stuff. I'm a man of science. You got to give me more concrete evidence. You can't just be like, I was murdered. You can't just tell me that and expect me to go to the police. Now, mm. also in his defense, if he would have went to the police and be like, you got to help me, my wife's possessed by a person who was murdered, nobody's going to take that story. They're going to be like, you're suspect number one, though. All right. Throw him in the drunk tank. <laughs> so uh, They never believe him anyways, the cops. That's what I'm saying. But would you? No. Uh, I guess saying. not. No. If you come up to me and tell me you're possessed. I feel like my curiosity would headache. at least want me Damn to it. see it. it for myself, though. Walk, walk. Runs that yeah, de- we that need Debbie to really, Downer episode. Yeah, we we need to really get our sound effects. We really do. You got this, man. You just don't push the buttons. They're not programmed. They're way over there. <laughs> so she kept telling Jose to basically go to the police. He says he can't because he needs concrete evidence. So he can't see the evidence. He can't see it. So, Jose, can you see? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now we're all done. Turn this off. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Dad jokes. <laughs> was um, it? How many well, ciders have you had over there? Jose, can you see? Come that on, was a man. snappy joke. The wordplay is phenomenal over there with this one. I'm like a Jedi of shitty jokes. That's right. Anyway. Anyway, Jose doesn't believe Jose him. Jose can't or see. Or he can't, can't see it. Can't see. He says, I need more concrete evidence. No, he doesn't want to slap a fucking concrete means before you come in with that joke. <laughs> How's this? <laughs> so, she tells him, Remy, posing as, or Teresita posing as Remy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's possessed. Blah. All right. So, she says, I had jewelry. The man that murdered me stole my jewelry. Right? Stole my jewelry and gave it to his girlfriend. His name is Alan Showery. A.S. Get tickets for A.S. Mm-hmm. Alan Showery. So, she now is, you know, possessing Remy on a daily, well, not daily, but a weekly basis, every, every, every few days, right? Coming to him, telling him to do this, do that. And he goes to the police he talks to the detectives. He tells them this wild story. Of course, they don't believe him. He says he thinks he can prove it. He says that 
Teresita, posing as Remy, says that there's this jewelry and there are people that can identify it. Gives the police three different people, three different phone numbers. Okay? Three different people, three different phone numbers. The police question Alan Shillery. And of course, the only tie to him is like he worked at, the, he was an orderly at that hospital. Okay? So he worked with her. He worked with Teresita. And the fat boys. Teresita. The fat boys? <laughs> The orderly. I hear they're back. Yes, yeah. the disorderly. I hear they're back. <laughs> I just wondered if you would go back yeah. and get that joke. Yeah, we'll go all the way back. The disorderlies. That. So they were saying that. Um, <laughs> Boys. That's right. Nobody. <laughs> Are you guys? Like, yeah. yeah. They could never be whack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry I invited you over. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. She's like, God, I hope this door is locked when I walk here. <laughs> I, I can uh, literally be doing anything else. All, these jokes are for all the youngins out there that know what we're talking about. They've that's already what, turned us any, off. Anybody that's 40 years old and up. Well, you know, we're so immensely popular. They want to know what it is now because they'll be like, fat boys. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to find boys. out. Yeah. They think we're referring to ourselves. Yeah. And we're the fat boys. Yeah. No, we're the chubby boys, remember? That's true. So the police question Alan. Of course, he says, I'm an orderly at the hospital. Uh, he agreed to go to Teresita's house to fix a TV that night. So he was in the apartment that night. Says he didn't have the tools, had to go home, right? Didn't have the correct tools. But then he also says on a different occasion in an interview that he had to go home because he was having electrical problems at the apartment and he had to go fix it because his girlfriend was there, okay? So police have him in custody. Um, they go and they speak to Alan Chowry's girlfriend and they ask her about the night in question. And she says, yes, he did go. To... No, sorry. They asked the girlfriend about the night in question and she had no idea what they were talking about. Said they never had electrical issues. Said that Alan Chowry didn't know how to fix electrical issues, let alone repair a fucking he's an TV. Orderly. He's not an electrician. Yeah. He believes in order. Yes. And Lee's. Not electricity. Yep. <laughs> <Dum-dum>. <laughs> so, my jokes are bad, <laughs> right? I was aiming for that. Oh, though. Okay, okay. Thought it was obvious. Right on target, buddy. I'm so sorry. Not <laughs> no. His face is getting red. This is awesome. <laughs> no, like, we got a girl in the house, and, and <laughs> Ian Torrance. I've had a girl in here before, <laughs> at least once. Back I'm, in 19 some odd never seen her. You must be hiding her in the basement. I don't have a basement. She's exactly. in the attic. Exactly. She's in the attic. It's blanket. Is that there. where you're gonna keep me? Yes. <laughs> That's where I've been keeping you. See, she doesn't even remember. She thinks she's been going to work these past few days. Good knockout <laughs> drops. <laughs> Good night. Na- well, you wait till next week's story. <laughs> Not because of her. <laughs> the story I'm telling on this okay. show. That look okay. she's giving you, though. Not you. I'll give you a story to tell. Okay. Will, will it be on Ooh, Deadly Women? Wait. Deadly Women. Now I'm getting ready. So. <laughs> Your mind track and my mind track was totally different. Uh, yeah. You were thinking know. murder. I was thinking sex. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking both. Don't they kind of go together? Death murder sex. by sex. Yeah. Sexy murder. Necromantic. Yeah. Romance. I see what you did there. 
So Alan Shorey's uh, girlfriend says that she has no idea what police are talking about, that that man can fix anything a day in his life. They also question her about jewelry. She says, yes, he did give me jewelry. They find the jewelry. They look at the jewelry. They decide to call up these three random numbers. These numbers are people that have pictures of Teresita in the jewelry and identify her as the one that owned the jewelry before this motherfucker murdered her. Hmm. So, now, here's what happened, as Monk would say. Alan Shorey shows up to Teresita's house to fix a TV, concocts this plan after he leaves to go get his tools to murder her. Because he didn't have, quote unquote, rent money. So he's going to kill her for her jewelry? So he's going to murder her, take her jewelry. Yes. Oh, my God. And this man went back to her apartment. She opens the door thinking, oh, it's just my boy, Alan. Just my boy. (laughs) My boy, A.S. Just ass. Yeah. (laughs) Opens the door. He comes in. He attacks her. He stabs her to death with a knife. Okay. Yeah. Strips her down to make the police think it's going to be a sex crime. Yeah. Why does that part matter? Why does it matter what kind of crime it is? Your elaborate plan worked for like a week. They found you. It was a terrible plan. So I guess technically the voice beyond the grave is what got him caught. I'll get into that here in a second. So he strips her down, throws a mattress on top of her, lights the mattress. Because like you said... He wanted to preserve the body. He wanted them to find the body. He wanted them to think it was a sex crime. Why did he light the mattress on fire? Yeah, I'm not. That part does not make any sense. Because when you first said earlier that he lit the mattress on fire, I was assuming that it was a sex crime involved, and he's maybe trying to burn the evidence at the same time. That would have made sense. No, he was. He wanted the police to find it and think it was a sex crime. So anyway, they identify the. They identify the jewelry as Teresita's. Mm-hmm. Okay? Through so, pictures. Showery goes to jail, obviously, because there's a trial. He's... I want to say that he... The first trial was like a hung jury. So he got like thrown out and then he ended up going back. But then he, he did end up going, going to prison. And uh, he claimed that uh, at night the ghost of Teresita would come visit him in his jail cell. So... This was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which is weird because it was solved. We know who the murderer was. He had, he confessed. His that's the twist. his motive was terrible. Uh, his crime was awful and just stupid. And um, I do not believe that this woman really possessed Teresita, and I do not believe that her ghost led her. To solve this murder. That's my personal opinion. I could be wrong. So you think it was Teresita, all the, please all don't the come note, for me. The tickets, AS. You think that's what? Well, I mean, that yeah, because because what what get tickets for all AS? Evidence did they have in the trial? That that's literally it. That's all they would have had. And then the connection. And then like the connection, like when uh, working there, when they start interviewing people at the hospital about, hey, do you know what this could have meant? Oh, well, there's an Alan Showery that works here. Mm. I actually think his name's pronounced Alan Showery, but fuck that guy. He murdered somebody, so I don't need to pronounce his name right. Yeah, we got to go with whatever you said first. 
because you have to be confident when you say things. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> confident I'm wrong. But Don't forget that lesson you taught us in the I beginning. Did. I did. <laughs> so confident. With that being said, like I said, there wasn't a lot to this straightforward true yeah. crime story. Yeah. There's a short episode on Unsolved Mysteries. It's a short episode on horror. You know, thoughts. Where did the phone numbers come from again? Teresita possessed Remy, the doctor's wife, and told him to write down the names and phone numbers of these people. No. You don't think so? No. You don't believe it? The doctor knew more than he should have. He talked to his wife a little bit about it, and she felt guilty and made up some bullshit story. 110%. That's that's how I kind of feel about it, too. Mm -hmm. Not, not to like stomp all over this story, but at the same time, I just get tickets for AS. Hey, does anybody know where this could be? What what this could symbolize? Oh, there's a man named Alan Shorey that works here. Hey, we just want to interview. Did you know Teresita? Yeah, I was in her apartment that night. Oh, case closed. Now all we got to do is tie this motherfucker together. Yeah. Now the jewelry thing and the numbers. It could go either way. I still, I, I, I agree with Shelby. I, I think there's a reasonable explanation for all this. I don't have it. I just think it's out there. Do you no. feel like unsolved mysteries kind of like through dramatizes? That ghost? Yes. Yes. They through do. the whole ghost thing in there to keep you interested in something well, that was well, no, because the true story was actually like allegedly like this happened. Like they told the story and then they dramatized the ghost. So they definitely did work up the ghost part in the in the episode. So. Hmm. Well, mm. you're being quiet over there. You got something? No, else I was in? just thinking, just trying to put it all together. Oh. Memes. <laughs> I unsolved mysteries is like ninety percent bullshit. If you watch those Thank old episodes you. now, <laughs> it's not even close to being like a really good crime series. It's, it's just like, trying to be interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. It was really hokey, but you got to remember that came out of the time in the '80s where they had yeah. those time life creature books that would sell in big volumes like encyclopedias and <laughs> yeah one eight hundred numbers so you could beat off to some girl talking to you, which is probably a guy <laughs> I you know, late at night, yeah, I'm sucking your hey, balls. My like, name's Bunny. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous if you watch it now. Like all those old shows that I grew up watching and I thought were interesting are are weird now, like Three's Company. It's kind of a weird show. I still laugh a little bit at, about it, but it's stupid. Uh, Fantasy Island. Remember that show? The plane, boss. Yeah. The plane. That was ridiculous. But it's it's funny to watch now. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. I mean, it's all I ridiculous. Which, by the way, okay. Mary F. Kill. Oh, Here we go. You can fucking Gilligan. I'll throw him in. Oh. Marianne. Ginger. Mrs. Howe. And let's throw Mrs. Howe in there. Oh, God. I've got one you will be shocked with. I'm, I guess I'm out of this. I don't even know who we're talking about. What? No. I You've never watch. seen Gilligan's Island? I saw it, but I didn't like actually pay attention to it He's when like, I was a kid. I, he was like, my family's black in the 80s. We're not watching Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I had this aunt that it made me. She'd like, watch Gilligan's Island all the time and Little House on the Prairie. And I Who did? One of my aunts. And I wasn't trying to watch it. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. yeah. I had to watch that. Well. And what a Matlock. She watched Matlock a lot too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's torture. Right. Like that's one above Walton's. Do you know what Walton's? I don't. Oh gosh. Anyway, I'm Kill, old. I'm, old. I'm killing Mrs. Howe. That's right. I said it. 
Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Ginger. I'm gonna marry Marianne. He's gonna marry you can't Mary. go. Do you do you remember the show? No. Damn. Okay. So it's <laughs> me and you. Alone. I'm gonna shock you. You ready? You're gonna marry Mrs. Howell. Aren't I'm you? For marrying the money? fucking Mrs. Howell. For the Howell. money. <laughs> for the money. She's gonna die soon. I got the money. Kill uh, Ginger. Okay. She was she was good looking, but she seemed like she'd be needy. So I don't want to. She's very ditzy. Yeah, you can't spend that money that you just got. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and she's needy. She's probably needy in bed. You know, she probably would complain a little bit about stuff. Marianne's <laughs> like just in a, bed being in bed yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such a choice. Marianne would be just this good old homeschool girl. You yeah, know? see, boom. But I would, I'd fuck her. Though. Wait a I wouldn't marry her. Hold on. Did you say good old homeschooled girl? Like a home girl. Oh. I said, I, I think like, I said homeschool, didn't I? You did. <laughs> yeah. Either way, she was probably, Everybody's saying creepy they, shit. They she, were, might been, she might have been homeschooled. They were homeschooled. Else. They were on a fucking island. So <laughs> they were homeschooled. <laughs> they weren't in school. They were like in their 20s, 30s, and 80s. They were they in were college. college. Probably 100s. Boom. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's so a solid I'd, list. I'd, so I'd, so I'd, I'd marry the old woman. That's fair. Be with the farmer's girl and kill the star. You married the old woman because you know she's going to die Exactly. <laughs> How dare you? Make her last few years worth it. I know, right? Interesting. Yeah, that's what he was thinking. Yeah. I would let, <laughs> I would let, her, I would let her watch me and Marianne. Well, that's awful sweet of you. Yeah, I'm a giver. And then she'd walk in, see you die of a heart attack, and you'd get the money. Boom. That's a solid plan. Boom. I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> It's too All right. Late. So anyway, yeah, going Sorry, back to that, the story, I think Unsolved Mysteries is mostly bullshit. Thank you again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all, although I do think there are possibilities of ghosts, it just sounds like a hokey one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, whole, it's very on the nose. Yeah. And her coming from the Philippines to America and making something of herself and then getting murdered. So I say, fuck that guy, because fuck that guy. It pisses me off that she came all the way over here, made some of herself, got her life going, and then he couldn't pay rent. But here's here's my thing: he couldn't pay rent, so he steals the jewelry, then he gives it to his girlfriend. Yeah, not paying rent. (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) Alan's fucking terrible with money. Maybe he's helping his girlfriend pay the rent after he gave her the jewelry. Here, babe, not paying my rent. His, his Seriously though, we've talked about possessions on this podcast before. Obviously, what makes this one different for you all? Like, why don't you believe this one at all? There's because she solved evidence. her own murder. Yeah. I mean, I ha- I have heard a lot of stories about solving your own murder before, yeah. though. This one just seems weird. Like the doctor showed no proof or saw no proof. Yeah, he didn't believe it for a minute. Do you think I could solve my own murder from beyond the grave? No, that's fair. You can put a hell of a screensaver on a phone, though. Thanks, man. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> People definitely have ways of speaking beyond the grave, but I definitely don't think it's with demonic possession. They nope. just hear your knees crack. A demon doesn't want to help you solve a murder anyways. I think I'm possessed by a man with bad knees, or is that bubble wrap being popped in the background? Nope, those are my knees. Sound like a glow stick. Every time I get up out of bed. Yeah, when he comes upstairs at my house, it's like rough. <laughs> <laughs> they, we'll go up and we'll eat. 
And he's starting to walk up with us, and we'll eat, and then we'll come back down. He's still at the still top. Still trying to come still halfway up. Well, he's the thing is, like, I'll, I'll get up to go pee, and they'll still be sitting down, and we're in the basement, and I'll try to get to the stairs before them, and I'm working my way up, and I'm halfway through, and I think I'm doing good, and I just hear one of them behind me, like, you okay? I'm like, Jesus, yeah. you guys are behind me already? <laughs> I had a head start on him. I'm like 15 years That's older, and like, are you all right? Are you going to have a heart attack? Yeah. He's had bad knees since he was like 12. <laughs> Because it's true. Bad knees, bad shoulders, was bad he, back. Was he Catholic? He was something. Oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> you didn't get my joke. I did not. Catholic. Bad knees since bad he was knees. twelve. Was he Catholic? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You get it. <laughs> You're on to something. Stop it. <laughs> See, I'm out. All right. Was it the body of Christ? <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> oh no, sir! I don't think so. That's, that's a spicy one there. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, nope, I was not thinking along that way, Blake, when you said that. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement. We think nice story, but not realistic. Kind of nah. horseshit. I give that one horseshit a, a three, just because they caught him. Trent, what do you think back there? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't do lifts. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. You're still trapped in the closet. Now he's trapped in the closet. <laughs> he just got sentenced last week. Did he really? I think. Yeah, 20 years. Right? Yeah. 20 years. Dang. That's what you get for feels peeing like, on a 12 I was going to say, it feels like he's already been in there 20 years. He should have been. Was so that 20 years on top where he's already served? Or I think, 20 yeah. plus time served? He hasn't really served anything. Oh. No, he's been in and out, but he hasn't really served. served he was anything. under home arrest for a while. He's yeah. got to be like near 60 now, like right? Somewhere in the ballpark. Yeah, like 50, so that's probably it? like a life sentence for him, pretty much. Good. Yep. Now he's trapped in the jail cell. Yeah. Bill Cosby's out. I mean, come on. He's going on tour this summer. You going to go see that shit? No. If Bill Cosby went on tour, would you go see him? No. What if the tickets were real cheap? <laughs> what if I bought them? Maybe if you bought them. <laughs> And got a pudding pop for free. From Bill Cosby. From Bill. Mm-hmm. Nope. Get the pudding pop. Ain't no way. Just save because of the pudding in the bar. <laughs> no fucking way. You don't take anything from Bill Cosby that you have to consume now. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Don't nope flatter yourself, sir. You think he could, he's like 80. You think he could drag you back to his bedroom? He's got people. He got people for that? Oh, yeah, he's probably got people. Okay. He has enough money to have people. He does. Hey. Okay, that's fair. Hey, he could roofie me for money. I, mean, I don't I think just, he's going to pay much? you. I just said, How much know. money? I just, you know, $20 is $20. I was going to say, <laughs> slip a 50 in your back pocket. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Worth a little more than that. I don't know why your voice was so high. I don't know why you were smothered Thanks, under Bill. a pillow. You sound Thanks, like Bill. little Bill. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What's your Mr. Bill? Anyway. All right. Well, we have not talked about the actual story in 20 minutes. So I'd say this episode is over. Um, I'm in agreement. Well, like I said, terrible. The fact that she was murdered like that. Are you okay over there? I think that's the ghost. She's trying to tell us something. She's saying, hold on. I can hear her in my headphones. It's really loud. Wrap it up. Ooh, see? Thank you. Nice. <laughs> kind of stole my thunder, but thank you. She was telling us both to say it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and you don't believe in demonic possession. 
We just proved it. So with that no, being I said, I don't. as we've said many, many, many times on this podcast, thanks for joining us this week. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. And I'm Shelby. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> good job. Did it. She nailed the outro. I know she could do it. Trent, do you have anything to say while we're fading out? In the shadows, stay crickets. Evil. Stay spooky. The world between the living and the dead is thin. So now is the time.